Send you straight to bed. Or maybe make you sleep in the laundry room near that funny smelling canvas bag. <laughs> Where did that bag come from? Anyway? Yeah, I think Uncle Carl left it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good old Uncle Carl. He always leaves something of interest behind, right? Hello, friends. Welcome in to this, the 117th edition of Fusebox, lovingly entitled Disruptor. And I'm your talking loudly in restaurants to impress the patrons host, Mark Rose. And uh, that over there, fingers flying over the multicolored bells and flashing whistles, is the deacon of decibels himself, Milt Kane, everybody. Uh, thank you kindly. Say, uh, did you hear something like bagpipes earlier today? I mean, I could have sworn I heard them coming from the break. <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, Iko and Milo, the, uh, Japanese pocket squirrels, they, uh, they heard the interview I did with, uh, Brian Kidd, also known as, uh, the, uh, Unipiper, and, uh, evidently were, uh, very inspired and decided to... How the hell do they even play that thing? I mean, they don't have thumbs. Mr. Keynes... By now, we both should know very, very well that whatever those two have in mind to do, they just uh, do it. You know? Frankly, I, w- I would think that uh, playing the pipes was a secondary challenge for them, really. First thing being uh, how to resist crawling into the pipes and the very bag itself, you know? Yeah, there is that. Yeah, there is indeed. And yes, friends, we were uh, quite fortunate to have uh, taped an interview with... A most beloved Portland character out here. Uh, the chap scoots around town on a uh, unicycle uh, playing bagpipes that uh, shoot flame <laughs> out of the top of the pipes. And wearing a Darth Vader helmet. Yes, and, and uh, of course, a kilt. Or sometimes, he, uh, like in the winter there, he's uh, adorned as Santa Claus or some other uh, wondrous creation. But uh, yes, we'll talk to that delightful guy in a bit. But first, I just want to mention this thing. Um, as we on the uh, on the last show, we uh, played a little bit of of that uh, Florida man game. And uh, in case you missed that, shame on you. Go right now and listen to Fusebox number one sixteen, Intermezzo. Go on. 
the idea is that you type in Florida man and then your birth date in a uh, search engine of your choice and just sit back and wait for the uh, results to uh, amuse and delight you. <laughs> they were pretty damn funny, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, they, they were a howling good time. But wait! <laughs> There's more. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let me get a browser up here. Oh, no, 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 no. Not needed, my friend. At uh, This one, uh, this little item here. This is a one-off, you might say. Uh, no browsers required. So, let me ask you this, Mr. Keynes. If I asked you to uh, name... Utah! The... <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> no, not... Uh, pitchfork, Maine. <laughs> what? I don't know. I panicked. Okay. Well, it, oddly, actually, that there uh, there is a connection of sorts to that name. But So, uh, if, I, if I were to ask you to think of uh, the most sinful state in the U.S., <laughs> what would come to mind? And, and let me clarify that by sins, in this case... We're referring to, uh, as they are thought of, uh, in the biblical definition. Oh, you mean like uh, seven deadly sins, that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, I got to say, the first one that jumped into my head was uh, Nevada. Vegas, specifically. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Do I win a prize? Yes, you do. You get to listen to me tell you how this relates to Florida Man. <laughs> oh, lucky me. <laughs> so, um, it appears that uh, an outfit called Wallet Hub ran a survey uh, not long ago to determine the, uh, the most, quote, sinful state in the union based on the uh, seven deadly sins criteria. So, for instance, gluttony was defined as the amount of obese adults in a state or uh, another example in the category of uh, pride was the number of beauty salons per capita, right? So they took all these various criteria, and apparently there's about 43 different variables, as they mentioned, and uh, averaged them all together to determine a state's ranking. So Nevada was first, perhaps, no surprise, but... uh, Second, who do you think got that spotty distinction? Uh, New York? Alas, not sinful enough. Didn't even make the top five, Mr. Keynes. Um, Altoona. That's a city. Or is it? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm going to flip all the cards. And when we return after this uh, momentary reset, I shall reveal. The second most sinful state in this here union. I can't wait. Are you tired of endless video streams of silly animal tricks, awkward human calamities, and half-baked conspiracy theories? Yeah. Now. That would be four. Meh. On this. Pech. Possibly. Uh, Gosh, Uncle Carl. These podcasts are nothing but hot, steaming piles of shit. How does a guy find a decent podcast these days, anyway? (laughs) I know what you mean, Timmy. Here, try Fusebox. Apply Fusebox to infected area only. Wow! Thanks, Uncle Carl! 
fuse box is the shit. Yes. Relive great fuse box audio moments of past shows or current shows or current shows made previous to past shows running currently in the past. Feed your ears for hours of not really video, but feels like it, knee-slapping, sometime wholesome, but not really audio goodness. Check out the Fusebox Show on YouTube today. We've taped thousands of tiny brine shrimp to the steering wheel of this Winnebago. But it's to prove a point. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it. Okay, so uh, when we last left our story, it was about to be revealed who the uh, second most sinful state in the U.S. is, according to the survey by WalletHub. That dubious honor goes to... The Sunshine State. Oh, man. Yeah, Florida grabs the uh, silver ring there. The state was actually also ranked number one in the jealousy category, though. That's uh, Wallet Hub's term for the sin of envy. Researchers factored in thefts per capita, ID theft complaints, and fraud, and other complaints per capita in its uh, jealousy rating. Yeah, wouldn't have been my first choice there. Uh... The others in the top five, in case you're interested, California came in at three, followed by Texas and Tennessee. Tennessee? Yeah, I don't know how they got in on the list, actually. <laughs> I'm sure there must be averages that uh, lined up there, but uh, it would be curious to know how it got to be in the uh, top five there. But So what about uh, dead last? Who's at the bottom of the list? Oh, the purest state, Mr. Keynes? Yeah, well, that, uh, that, honor, that, uh, that honor goes to the great state of Vermont. Well, it's got to be all that syrup. I don't know, but there you are. Oh, a few other anecdotes regarding uh, Florida's distinction here. It placed fourth in the uh, lust and vanity rankings. The uh, lust ranking looked at things like uh, average time spent on adult websites and also the teen birth rate. I see what they did there. (laughs) Well, all that energy from going to porn sites has to go somewhere, I suppose, huh? The vanity numbers are sourced from the results of uh, Google searches for the top five plastic surgeries and expenditures per household on personal care products. (laughs) Yeah, so the next time you go shopping for stuff to remove back hair, remember, you could be sinning. (laughs) Yes, clearly on the road to ruin, or at least on a dog walk to smarm, you know? (laughs) Amazing. On the last show, uh, I mentioned that uh, a live reading of uh, a few of uh, what we've been calling uh, up to now uh, twisted epiphanies, these uh, short spoken word adventures with uh, an audio soundscape, that kind of thing, uh, would be happening, and uh, indeed it is. It's, uh, it's tonight 
as uh, it turns out, the 24th, as this show is launched. And uh, there is a uh, link in the show notes to uh, that thing as well. And thanks again to our uh, buddy Kelly Baker, who graciously let us uh, participate in his event known as uh, Literary AF, where uh, he and uh, a kind of a rotating cast of writers share short and interesting stories that they have concocted for the adoring fans. A wonderful time is guaranteed. And as I say, happening tonight at the uh, Cider Mill Tavern. And uh, we'll give you a rundown on the uh, next program as to how all that played out as well as a new spoken word offering. So there you are. But uh, now, let us reacquaint ourselves with the notion of beloved city characters. Now, you know, friends, that Portland has a very, very much deserved reputation for uh, possessing the, uh, well, how do we say it, the, uh, the view askew, uh, a city that uh, truly does embrace the novel, the uh, fringy, some might even say oddball, in everything. Well, you know, any place that sells a voodoo doll donut filled with raspberry jam has something going on. Yes, and a damn fine voodoo doll donut that is, I will tell you that. It's a meal in itself, though. You know, I digress. You know, that slogan, uh, keep Portland weird, is uh, really is it, uh, synonymous with the attitude here for certain. And uh, one of the most colorful and indeed uh, delightful characters is one Brian Kidd, also known as the Unipiper, who, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, pedals around town on a unicycle playing uh, flame-emitting bagpipes and uh, wearing at times a kilt and a Darth Vader mask, or, or maybe dressed as Santa Claus, or any number of things. Well, we had the uh, splendid opportunity to uh, invite him here to do a uh, fuse box interview, and... Uh, and he showed up! <laughs> yes, yes, he did indeed. And uh, was a very gracious chap, and one of those uh, kind of folks that, without a doubt, will uh, put a smile on your face if you see him tooling around town. So, uh, without further ado, here is Brian Unipiper Kid. On this, the Fuse Box interview. Well, friends, every city has a, a cast of <laughs> colorful characters, uh, mostly, and uh, Portland is certainly no exception. Uh, and we are uh, most fortunate uh, to have a delightful chap by the name of Brian Kidd, also known as the Una Piper, who uh, clad in Darth Vader costume, riding a unicycle while playing bagpipes and playing well, I might add. And uh, oftentimes these pipes are aflame as he uh, rides about the city, amusing people. And thanks so much, Brian, for uh, taking time to uh, do this with us here. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking an interest in this uh, weird thing that I do. <laughs> How could we not? <laughs> How could we have that? You know, and, and we were talking earlier, and I, I think it, uh, it bears repeating. I moved to, uh, to Portland in 1999, and I, for some reason, 
had the distinct impression that you had been a fixture here for, you know, seven or eight millennia because <laughs> it seems like, oh, yeah, that guy with the flames and the yeah, – but, but that's not the case. You you actually got here in 2007, yeah. But I guess I kind of worked – wove my way into the fabric. Yeah, rather quickly. Where did you origin, originate from? <laughs> uh, so I, I uh, learned the pipes uh, in school in Virginia where I grew up. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you've been playing for – number of years a little while yeah going on probably 17 or 18 years now oh my god and it's true this is a this is a good example of if you had not created this character someone probably would have tried badly to do it and probably succeeded at doing it badly what was the the uh inspiration for this character you know i don't know that there was like a single thread of inspiration it was more of an evolution mm-hmm. um i was learning the pipes uh free free lessons i should add you know i just saw advertisement for free bagpipe lessons and i was doing that uh when i found a unicycle in a dumpster wow um, with no intent to put them together but i thought it would be fun to ride the unicycle so i started to learn to do that and then um i guess having those skills it was eventually uh ordained that uh it should happen at the same time and then from there it just kind of took off you know i just started adding different elements of my personality working it into this thing and uh you know being a star wars fan i learned to play star wars on the bagpipes and um then i started adding costumes and at one point somebody was watching me uh play and came up afterwards and was like that's impressive you know everything but uh where's the fire and i was like all right that's (laughs) I see where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, it, it, I, I think what is is uh, utterly amazing, and, and we will have uh, links in the show notes to some videos that I can honestly say have gone way beyond viral. I think they're a contagion at this point. They're really quite amazing to see. The audio medium does not do your service justice. I'll just want to, and I do think of it as a public service. Uh, it doesn't do it as uh, justice. You really have to see it. So, Hopefully, uh, you will click on those links, friends, and uh, see what we're talking about here. But was was becoming a, a mascot to the city of Portland on your bucket list, <laughs> or was that, or did that sort of just evolve? No, it, like I said, the whole thing was an evolution, and I was what was you know getting me and keeping me out on the streets doing this to start with was just uh, mostly that it was a lot of fun, um, yeah. and it's great exercise, and uh, it, it was a really fun way for me to do the things that I was into anyways. You know, I'd be riding a unicycle or I'd be playing my bagpipes. Hey, if I can do them at the same time, uh, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and people responded uh, very positively. Um, you know, 99.9% of the people I would blow past on the street just kind of turned their head and had a smile on their face. And when you have that kind of power, you know, how can you not keep going? Yeah, yeah. Now, now you owe it to the city. Uh, (laughs) As I was researching for this interview, I came across a couple of very interesting uh, clips. One of them in particular is why I say that what you do is a public service. Uh, This goes back to the Starlight Parade of (laughs) 2018, where, uh, and we'll we'll link to this, but uh, there was a a series of uh, street preachers, I think, who were trying their best to uh, get the word out and uh, thankfully, uh, the Unipiper was there in full regalia, and uh, it was amazing. With the humble, all the pride of man will be humble. The lostness of men will be bowed down. The Lord alone will be exalted on that day. And he's exalted. 
We alone is worthy of praise. We'll be out in righteousness. We will give, when we worship, we worship God in spirit. We give glory to God. We, we exalt Christ with the timbers and the pipes and the instruments of ten strings and the clashing cymbals. We praise the Lord. Have you ever encountered a situation like that where it got <laughs> a little out of hand, perhaps? Uh, maybe the people didn't appreciate the, uh, the humor involved? No, um, that was probably the the uh, most intense anything like that has gotten, uh, fortunately. Um, in that particular situation, you know, nobody wanted to hear what those people had to say. I mean, <laughs> most people don't anytime, but, you know, in a situation <laughs> like that where everyone is just out to have a, a good time and celebrate Portland and, and uh, the Starlight Parade, uh, that was just a, a disservice. And so I just sprung to action, uh, spur of the moment, and and tried drowning them out with, uh, you know, something I thought that I had that may be louder than what they had. Um, <laughs> and uh, it created a, a scene, and I think the, the message was loud and clear, and eventually they, they walked off. They did. And, and, you know, what's very interesting about that clip is that you're not amplified. It's right. just coming out of the bag. <laughs> These guys had speakers, and they were shouting into a microphone, and it was just really obnoxious. Yeah, there uh, is one volume setting on the bagpipes. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Just out of curiosity, have you ever tried like the Irish bagpipes? I, I have not. Um, they are a vastly different instrument. Yeah. Um, I do have a set of what are called fireside pipes, which play the same, but they're designed for a smaller setting with other musicians. Um, but you don't really hear those uh, outside on the streets. Right, right. A little more intimate type of thing, yeah. I, would, I would imagine. And you, and you also hire out, so to speak. I mean, a person could contact you if they wanted uh, <laughs> a, a variety of services, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I fall in this weird category, like between entertainment and bagpiper and circus act. So I get hired for a wide range of uh, different things. And I just love seeing all the different creative uses that folks can come up with for the Unipiper service. Oh, yeah. Um, probably one of the more unique things I was ever hired to do was uh, perform for a group of dogs. Um, they were training uh, seeing eye <laughs> dogs in Portland, and they wanted to expose them to um, anything they may actually encounter in Portland. And so one of those things was the Unipiper. So, wow. yeah, they were uh, a rather good audience. They'd been trained well. I mean, who would have thunk it? <laughs> it's so cool. It is so cool. Uh, that not not from anywhere else. Just cannot cannot imagine. Speaking of making noise, you obviously you have caught the ears of some rather notable people uh, in the uh, entertainment community. I know you've you've done uh, the Jimmy Kimmel uh, live program, Good Morning America, The Gong Show, done stuff with NPR. But the thing I have to ask is how did the Wall Street Journal form <laughs> into this particular list of... Uh... Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I actually ended up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Um, it was an article about how Portland uh, responds to inclement winter weather. And uh, <laughs> you may have seen a photo or video going around at the time of... Uh, uh, myself on my unicycle uh, with the pipes of flame while I'm shoveling snow. And so that was sort of the image <laughs> they chose to represent how Portland freaks out when there's a snowstorm. Yeah, uh, it's just... F friends who have not seen what we're talking about here, 
uh, when Brian is riding around, there are flames <laughs> emitting from what appears to be the very pipes themselves. Now, I know that's probably not how it works. How how does it work without yeah, pulling you, a, around the curtain? To, you're, to, you're one step ahead of most folks if you can uh, come to that conclusion. Uh, I get the question all the time, like, what are you blowing through the pipes? <laughs> what are you drinking? You know, like... <laughs> Exactly. The, the, I mean, the real answer is, is a, a lot, maybe it's less interesting. It depends on how you look at it, I guess. But uh, no, I, I, I just strap a propane tank to my back while I ride around and then the fire comes up the outside of the pipes and gives this effect that the pipes themselves are shooting the fire. It, it looks to me like this was a custom deal, though. Oh, Someone yeah. had to have created this thing. Yeah, you don't just go to Fred Meyers and no. ask for your flaming bagpipes. No, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I did last week and I no, no, no luck at all. So you had to have somebody create this for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a friend who does like pyrotechnics for a living. So, you know, it's, it's all about who you know and, and <laughs> calling in favors when necessary. <laughs> I don't know. It just fills me with joy. It's you know, good to know people. It is very good to know people. It's just, it's just so, so gratifying. I'd like to talk a little bit about, and I'm not sure if it's a foundation or a society or a thing or whatever it is, but you're affiliated with this thing called Weird Portland United. Tell me what that is. Yeah, so we're calling it a charity mm-hmm. um, or a nonprofit. And, and for a long time uh, through the years that I've been living in Portland, I just always felt like that there should be some sort of official Keep Portland Weird Foundation. Um, you know, Portland has this reputation for doing things uh, a little bit different and uh, um, really appreciating the the wacky and the weird and the fantastical. And as especially over the past, I don't know, two or three years, the, the city is just growing at a phenomenal rate now. And it, it just seems to me that you sort of see the, these weird things that you used to see more often, less and less. And so mm. I thought that, you know, we should at least be trying to make sure that People don't forget why Portland was such a great place to, to start with. You know, these are the reasons that I chose to come to Portland. Um, so for for a while, I thought, well, it, it's someone is going to do this and then I'll get involved with it. And it, I just kept waiting and nothing nothing ever happened. So I got to the point where I said, well, darn it, I'm just going to do it myself. So uh, I launched this uh, organization uh, with the help of um, some sponsors Uh one of those being uh, Portland Brewing, who I have teamed up with to uh, release a Unipiper beer, and the proceeds of which are going to fund uh, Weird Portland United and our initiatives. That's great. And so what sort of initiatives are you? Right. So if you say that we want to keep Portland weird, you know, that sounds good on paper, but like, how do you go about doing something <laughs> like that? <laughs> um, I think the biggest service that we can do is just be a presence and get the story out. I think that folks uh, coming to Portland now, the reasons that people are moving to Portland has changed over the years. Uh, It used to be that Portland was a destination that people wanted and chose to come to because they wanted to fit in with what they perceived the culture to be there. Now, I think you're getting a lot more folks who come to Portland because it happens to be where their job is. And Portland is just another city. And, you know, you get a lot of longtime Portland residents that complain and bitch about that. The way I see it, though, is it's up to us, the current residents of Portland, to uh, educate people why Portland is a great place and and get them interested and get them involved in that way. Um, so we're just trying to spread the word. We also are trying to give out uh, some uh, micro grants, uh, raise money and fund people that have new, wacky, crazy ideas because the question that I always find myself wrestling with is if I came to Portland now and tried 
launching and being the Unipiper in 2019, would it work out the same way? That's you a very know? good question. And, and I don't know for sure that it would. So I want to make sure that uh, other folks like myself uh, that, that want to give their idea a shot, um, that, that they still have a chance in Portland. So we're just trying to uh, help them along. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, there's an idea that could have only come from here because, <laughs> you know, stabilizing that, that sort of uh, view askew kind of idea is uh, very uniquely ours. And of course, the, the de-weirding, I would blame on Lauren Michaels, wouldn't you? Portlandia. I'm sorry. So, That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that did us any service. Is the, uh, is the Unipiper brew there, hazy IPA, is that going to be distributed outside of environs? How, how, how is their reach? The reach is uh, throughout the Portland metro area. That's and it. And it doesn't extend uh, much beyond that. So, you know, much like our unique brand of culture, you know, mm-hmm. this is something that you can only find uh, in in the area. That's okay. Makes it a makes it a coveted item now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're no stranger to the land of podcasting, which we find ourselves <laughs> in, because we're uh, for us anyway. This is I've been doing this on and off for about 15 years. But the other day, I was uh, looking for networks just in general, to see who is doing anything out here that was uh, program-affiliated. And I happened to come across this uh, little program called Portland at the Movies, and I didn't even realize until I went back to your site that you are, in fact, affiliated with that. This is how tiny this gets. So tell me about Portland at the Movies. It's, it is Portland, so everyone has a podcast, right? Yes, absolutely <laughs> they do. <laughs> so Portland at the Movies is a show that I do with uh, two of my good friends, Todd Workhoven and Mark Middleton. And uh, every month we watch a movie that has uh, been filmed in Portland. Um, and, and we started this idea a couple of years ago uh, just because we were interested in some of, uh, I think the first one we, we heard about uh, was a movie called Halloween Town. So this is, it was filmed in St. Helens, just outside right. of Portland, and I was invited to their Halloween Town Celebration uh, Parade as the Unipiper, and I looked into this and realized that this was um, a celebration they have every year now, uh, honoring a movie that was filmed for the Disney Channel back in the late 90s. Wow. And so I, of course, had, going into this, had to get caught up and watch this movie, and it was just so bad, I was blown away. <laughs> um <laughs> And that, talking to uh, Mark and Todd, and it was like, you know, I wonder what other movies are out there that are are filmed uh, in the area. And so we just went down this rabbit hole. First thinking, you know, we'd probably come up with enough content, enough movies for maybe just a couple of years if we do this once a month. We now have a list of over 150 films, all filmed in Portland. And we particularly enjoy just the oddest strangest worst you know we are digging the bottom of the barrel to find these things and it has been such an entertaining journey a fascinating journey for sure links to brian's website as well as the weird portland united organization there and the portland brewery's unipiper hazy ipa are all listed down there see No, no, no. A little farther. Yeah, right there. That's right. Now click on any of those and get all the info and uh, be thrilled and amazed at the fearless acts 
of Daring Do. <laughs> Gotta say, that video with him uh, drowning out those street preachers, I, I that's a personal fave of mine, man. <laughs> yeah, really was a delight to see. And, and uh, what's very cool, too, Mr. Keynes, is that uh, our buddy Brian there is really just exercising his option of bagpipe editing. Yeah, you see, all pipers have the right to edit anyone's silly behavior by just tooting in their general direction at about 149 decibels. Works flawlessly. Our thanks again to Brian Kidd for uh, taking the time to be with us on the show and uh, for being part of the Portland we all know and love. And with that, friends, we will take our plaid baggage and scuffle down the street. But not before thanking our contributors in this edition of Fusebox, Brian Kidd, Sabra May, Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard. And of course, thanks as well to the always looking for truth and justice, Milt Keynes, for technical assistance. Pleasure as always, amigo. And uh, break a femur tonight, too. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed, we shall uh, endeavor to create a memorable noise. Mm-hmm. And yes, but also, thanks to you, friends, for uh, pushing play on this edition of Fusebox. And please take a moment to uh, subscribe to our humble program here, if you have not otherwise done so, at uh, whatever location you have found us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the OnSug channel, the Overnight Scape Underground there. Whatever that might be, we so appreciate it. As well as uh, stopping by the now nearly infamous... Fusebox store, located at the uh, FuseboxShow.com, and by merely tapping the shopping tab, located cleverly at the bottom of the page there, you'll be whisked away to a land of enchantment and wonder, filled with all sorts of wonderfully depraved goodies, all designed with the uh, discriminating Fusebox listener in mind. And it really does help the show out immensely. So, again, our thanks in advance for that. I have been your compatible with all known formats host, Mark Rose, saying, until our next cartoon. Fuse.